At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We are dead! We are all dead! We were supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I know Kung Fu. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! This whole thing is insane! This whole thing is insane! 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane! Man is evil, capable of nothing but destruction! Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. More power. There should be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy Heresies, and welcome to the Desert of the Real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AB Live. Audio version for thee in this eternal now. The minds behind Dockside Media's new documentary, In Plain Sight, beam down to the virtual Alexandria. While public awareness of extraterrestrials grows, the USA and other countries continue declassifying UFO records. But are the authorities telling us everything we need to know? This new film shares what former intelligence officers, experts, and experiencers know and where we're headed in this nascent alien disclosure age. Full episode for everyone and their ET. I still have much more electric content coming this Halloween season, including our next show, where Gordon Y joins me to discuss the imaginal in relation to the Rings of Power, the Sandman, House of Dragon, and other recent adaptations. Trick or treat, depending on what side you are on these shows. Thank you to those of you who support this Red Pill Cafeteria. 
You are amazing in your backing company and feedback. Make this podcast happen in the Black Iron Prison. We need Gnosis more than ever in this age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick world, and Gnostic times. Expect more violence, wars, rising addiction and suicide rates, mass depression, and societal collapse until more look inward while breaking the outward spell of Yaldibaldi and his Epstein angels. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meat space. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatever. I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. And don't forget I do have an Amazon wishlist and a fantastic merch store. Get your Not Today Archons t-shirt today. Other than that, let us do our latest AB Live. Write your own gospel, live your own myth, and keep looking beyond the stars for aeons. But be aware when you look at the stars themselves, because they might be Archons, ruling us from the vast of the night. Who? The people in the sky. So you truly believe that? I don't have to truly believe it. It's just the truth. And can you tell me why? Yes, I can. But I believe I know what is going on. Can you tell me what that is? I believe they're up there tonight. Right now. And I think there are some reasons to support that idea. Like what? I think they stay away from big cities. I think they wait for people to get together in one place like tonight. And when everyone gets out of that game, they're going to be gone. I think they like people alone. And I think they talk to people with some kind of advanced radio in their sleep. All right, like you think they did with your son. I didn't just think this up. I think at the lowest level, they send people on errands. They play with people's minds. They sway people to do things and think certain ways so that we stay in conflict, focused on ourselves. So that we're always cleaning house or losing weight or dressing up for other people. I think they get inside our heads and make us do destructive things like drink and overeat. I've seen good people go bad and smart people go mad. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war. Things that make no sense. And I think no one knows they're being affected. We all work out other reasons to justify our actions. But free will is impossible with them up there. And it's a hunka hunka burning gnosis. Welcome everybody to AB Live. And uh, for those of you who are watching on video, I am wearing my <clears throat> Halloween costume. The king himself, Elvis. And I will explain how it is very relevant to our topic today. So welcome everybody again. But in uh, my Clark Kent uh, identity, I am Miguel Connor, your pompous of gnosis. 
welcome you to the desert of the real as always. And we are very excited on this Friday, this Venus Day, this Freya Day, to be discussing a documentary, a film by our friends from Dockside Media. As I was telling them, this is uh, we've had the pleasure of doing two interviews on two of their movies, and this is one of this was my favorite one. It was actually intense. My race was pulsing afterwards, and I was shaking because it was just it was pretty wild. But uh, so I really enjoyed it. So I'd like to welcome Tyler and Chris. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having us back, Miguel and Vance. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thank you very much. And seeing people coming into the chat. Hello, Mark. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hello, everybody. And hello, Vance. Vance, how are you doing today? You're on mute. <laughs> the aliens have got Oh, me. no, they, they censored me. They got him. <laughs> yeah, I've got too many windows going on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, I feel bad, though, since they don't have a costume, so I decided to put one on here. Oh, I'm Ray Charles. Oh, Ray Charles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Low-hanging right. fruit. That's a great yeah. one, dude. That'll That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> awesome. Well, good to see you, Vance. And, yes, I hope you have your in-plane sight uh, to for this interview. So, guys, why don't we just, uh, before we play the trailer, as always, tell us uh, how did this uh, next movie of yours come about? Fate, Destiny, I don't know. It just, like the other uh, three documentaries that we've already released, this thing just wrote itself. I know, uh, I think initially I saw retired CIA officer John Ramirez back in January. So 10 months ago, I saw him doing some YouTube interviews and PowerPoint presentations, talking about some really interesting stuff and uh, also <clears throat> giving some good uh, uh, like information and pointing people in the right direction to, to start submitting FOIA requests to the NRO, the National Recognizance Organization, to see what kind of UFO data they might have captured. Um, and so, yeah, saw that, and I was like, oh, Chris, yeah, hey, what about if we do In Plain Sight, the Intelligence Community and UFOs? He's like, yeah, dude, I love it, let's, and let's do it. And from there, we ended up getting him, uh, former, count, uh, former Air Force Office of Special Investigations Counterintelligence Officer Richard Doty. Got to sit down with him for an interview. Uh, Roswell expert and author Tom Carey, who's published 12 Roswell novels, interviewed over 600 first and secondhand witnesses to Roswell. Just a plethora of knowledge. Also, uh, MUFON field investigator Jesse Peake. MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network. So your viewers, if they're familiar with that, if you have sightings, you can you can report it. And they have a database and uh, and, and, and are uh, collecting, right, all this data and reports to help solve uh, this phenomenon. And then finally, we have Eric Mintel, um, who's an investigator and experiencer himself. So it just, I don't know, the ball of wax just kind of formed itself. And then Chris does his thing where he's like Michelangelo, man, and he just clears away the rough edges and pieces it together. And we're left with this really, really cool we think compelling, interesting, informative, entertaining, and thought-provoking documentary that gives viewers new information. Like I'll, 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 I'll end with this and I'll shut up, but it's been dope going on these podcasts and hearing people like Miguel 
and Vance and all these other people who are really into UFOs and extraterrestrials and consume a ton of that type of content to give us this great feedback. Like, dude, I loved it. I watched it front to back. I actually went to the bathroom and then came back and watched it again. And we're like, wow, dude, that's that just fills our hearts because we know how hard it is to make something uh, that you can be engaged with over an hour and 20 minutes. Awesome. Yeah, it was a great film. And like you said, uh, talk about the belly of the beast. These are individuals who were in the program from the beginning, had contact with these extraterrestrials and uh, yeah, really the belly of the beast. I don't know what else to say. And of course, you always bring some great researchers and you uh, give us a summary of where we are today in these very strange times where, you know, uh, all four of us and not too long ago would be considered weirdos and fools and on the fringe, even though we were all following the science, like your guest, following the data. We weren't doing anything woo-woo or mystical. It was just in plain sight. But these days, it's suddenly... It's not a big deal, even though we have to worry about misinformation because we know these agencies are still throwing weird things. What's the famous saying? Uh, a limited hangout when the CIA and other groups, they'll throw enough information to whet our appetite, but it still throws things off. You know what I mean? So it's almost like I was thinking if they gave the, uh, Let's say they said, okay, we have the body of the remains of an extraterrestrial. You know, just out of habit, somebody in the agency would put some disinformation that, no, this is, these are Neanderthal remains. No, this, they, would, they always got to muddy the waters, don't they? In fact, one of your guests is counter, yeah, it's counterintelligence. <laughs> and He's it's not always got to like, make sure. Yeah. It's like not even just agencies. It's like the internet. People always have to have an opinion and they're already coming to it with like an opinion on something that they don't know anything about. And so then they'll spread their message and then it's muddied. Then you don't know what's real anymore. And you could, you could do that with almost anything nowadays. Uh, look at politics. It's all he said, she said, bull crap. And you don't know what anyone actually said anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's all it, it, myself included. I need to be mindful of it, but it's very easy in this day and age to read the headline and then read the comments and the most popular comment up. Oh, well, that must be the correct interpretation. Right. And so mm-hmm. all these perceptions of our reality and these people and politics and all these things are formed and UFOs based on pot potentially an algorithm or uh, just some bad actors because, you know, we're from like front page of Reddit and stuff. I mean, how easy is it to manipulate yeah. upvotes and stuff? And they've been poisoning make the sure UFO community for years. Yeah. So it's, they've uh, been poisoning the well for years. You go on a thread and there's people giving good data and they'll put some wacko <laughs> that says weird stuff. He's control opposition that kind of ruins the whole movement. It's uh, it's insane. Vince, what did you think of the movie? Oh, I thought it was uh, very well done. Uh, had some new elements. I've been watching this stuff for years, but a couple of, you know, the new elements, uh, particularly the guy from the NRO, um, you know, who I have a little bit of exposure to that agency, nothing direct. But uh, I'll tell you, those guys don't tell anybody anything. I don't think any FOIA requests are going to take anything out of those guys. They are so secretive. Not with that attitude, Vance. Come on. We got to think good thoughts. <laughs> it's not up to me. Uh, <laughs> not up to me. 
And that just for hard. clarification, he's he he's actually CIA. He's not NRO. He was CIA, and he was a trained ballistics missile uh, radar, yeah. uh, I think, operator. Or, yeah. uh, basically, he was watching over Russian airspace, right, during, like, the Cold War and whatnot, and picking up these anomalies and seeing, like, the Russians recognize that they don't know what it is in mobilizing. Right. So, like, it's... Yep. Even just dope facts like that are really cool to hear from somebody who's, you know, like, dude, they're highly trained. Like, that's what they do. They look at radar and charts and everything all day. So if he's saying, hey, this happened on multiple occasions, so, well, dude, I'm inclined to believe him. And God knows what he's not telling us because he's <laughs> going to get carted away. I mean, you know, they got to be very careful. You know, they're, you, you never leave the CIA. Once you take those, you know, oaths and briefings uh, for security clearance, you're in for life. I don't oh, care. Like what the mafia. Do. So they're oh, yeah. for all practical purposes. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> no. When you, when you leave the service, you, um, you know, they drop the clearance, but uh, you sign things, non-disclosures and so forth. So that, you know, you're next on the chopping block. That's, that's just the way it is. So he says what he thinks he can say safely. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And he's, he's just a smart cookie. I mean, when he gave the PowerPoint presentation, uh, like back in January or or maybe it was December of last year, but you can look it up. I mean, dude, he did his due diligence that he went and sent this, I forget, say 200 point presentation, whatever it was to the CIA to look over and they don't confirm or deny anything, but they said, yes, this is fine. You can print all this with the CIA's name on it, basically. So it's like, wow, dude, that's, that's just insane that he ran uh, not all the stuff that was said in the doc, but in some previous stuff. I mean, he, yeah, he's doing his thing. Maybe we should have run, ran our doc by the CIA to see if they would have put their stamp of approval on it. It's funny. They, they do it to both ways too. <clears throat> they, um, they uh, put out UFO stories to cover secret aircraft. And then they put out, they slip secret aircraft stories to cover UFOs. <laughs> you go both ways. Yeah, yeah, Richard Doty touches on that for sure in the documentary. And the weather balloons and all that insanity. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we get to the trailer for the audience? Uh, first, a little housekeeping. Uh, again, as some of you may wonder, I am actually in disguise. Uh, but uh, this is my Halloween disguise. I want to get a little uh, mileage out of it. And it is, uh, and I thought I'd have fun. And it is relevant. Uh, some of you may know Elvis had several extraterrestrial encounters, including when he was born, his father Vernon saw a comet or a light in the sky. He and his spiritual advisor, Larry Geller, saw some lights many times while they were driving in Arizona, probably from Memphis to. Uh, to Hollywood, and then he had encounters in Graceland, even one that's pretty funny where he uh, he calls one of his bodyguards and the bodyguard comes out and there's lights coming and it's not an airplane, it's something moving very fast, these lights, and Elvis goes, uh, go get your, uh, go get the other guy so we can take a look at this. They go in and they come out and Elvis is gone and the bodyguard's like, ah, shit. Elvis has been abducted by aliens. We're going to lose our jobs. And they're running around and they find Elvis in some neighbor's house, just 
wandering around looking at the sky. So he had several of those encounters. Uh, so uh, wow. they are out there, I'm sure. I've had my encounters. So uh, thought it'd be relevant and fun. Other than that, uh, wanted to mention too, as always, please. Uh, you're, it comes out October 18th, right, guys? Next week. Correct. This channel, coming Tuesday, Amazon. October 18th on Amazon, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, PlayStation, and Microsoft. Awesome. Yeah, I highly recommend it. This was it was it's a it's quite a ride. It's intense, and I love intensity with documentaries. And uh, a blink of an eye, you'll want to watch it again because you'll your head will be like, yeah, it's like I love this information, but who do I trust? But I do, you know, it's again, it's this sort of a game of cat and mouse that you have to play inside your head and with the data. So, so yeah, and I think it's packed days. with good information in that we've had people oh, yeah. watch it twice. Um, do a podcast and another person on the pod brought up a piece of information like, Oh my gosh, I missed that. So it's like, Oh wow. You could watch it twice uh, or a third time and still get new information out of it. It's just that, you know, that packed with it. So especially for somebody like Vance, who's been and you Miguel studying this for a while, it's cool to hear you're like, wow, I heard some, some very new things that, that had not come up before. So I think that's just good in general to expose people to stuff outside their little box so that we can, you know, learn and grow um, and yeah, become informed and then make your own opinions and decisions, but it For never sure. hurts to have more information. Yeah. Never. The details on Roswell uh, were particularly well displayed. I thought about the, you know, the multiple crashes and so forth. Yeah. My, uh, on a related note, my, my mother-in-law, Bless her soul. She was a Roswell baby. Her father was a colonel in Roswell when all this shit went down. So the colonel never spoke a word. But uh, as a kid, my mother-in-law saw, you know, people leaving their ranches in the middle of the night. The colonel walking in all free. You know, there was all this commotion in that area. And she always knew something was up. But again, he, he the colonel was attached to the CIA and he kept his mouth shut so another interesting connection so hunk a hunk of burning noses all right guys oh yeah the other thing i wanted to say real quick is uh uh please support this show a lot of you are pissed off because paypal did its latest evil thing with charging people twenty six hundred dollars for misinformation a lot of you have unsubscribed so i have taken a bath in my subs some of you have moved, but for those of you who are interested and are mad, I understand. Pay There's no doubt PayPal is evil. But uh, if you want to support a little less evil, but just as stupid as Patreon, if not Red Circle, my podcast provider, you can join for the full shows, complete shows for just $4.99 a month. So just thought I'd bring that up as these evil corporations do what they do. But enough of that. Let me whip out the trailer and then we can talk about it and expand our conversation, have our minds expanded, reality disbanded. Here it goes. With all due respect to the Air Force, I believe that some of them will prove to be of interplanetary origin. I walk into a building, there was a closed circuit camera showing a picture of an ET on the, on the camera. It was not extraterrestrial. It was extra temporal. Time travelers. People have gone down this rabbit hole many times and uh, they come out on the dark side in, in, in all this because they know that they'll never win. Lies, deception, manufacturing the truth, 
there's this secrecy over Roswell, that particular incident that the government has never addressed. And that's been the greatest mystery, is like, what is the answer? We knew that this person was a hybrid. They threatened the civilian population, and there were a lot of them, uh, with death. They said, if you talk about this, we're not only going to kill you, we're going to kill your whole family. Rock and roll. That was intense. Yeah, and part of the intensity, as it shows, is the... Uh, we talked about the CIA and the government being mafia thugs. Is yeah, the threatening of ranchers, uh, media people, beyond the disinformation. One of your guests is like, if they hadn't gone with the stupid weather balloon narrative, they could have gotten with. <laughs> it was so much more like this was just an errant aircraft. But as soon as they said weather balloon, people started asking more questions because that was the stupidest. Uh, excuse you could have given to hide uh, this extraterrestrial uh, stuff. So I uh, want to unpack some more of this, Tyler or Chris, of the 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 trailer. Chris, yeah, well, I mean, Juan, I think that trailer, if you're not fired up after watching that, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but you might want to get tested for depression because something isn't firing <laughs> on all cylinders. I mean, um, I, I think it does a good job of touching on some of the different things like hybrids, uh, extra, you know, extra temporal or time travel. I found it really neat that, uh, like my brother watched an advanced screener of it and he's not into really aliens or anything like that. Um, he's like a, a physician and whatnot, you know, very <clears throat> by the book. And it was great that he came away from it. He's like, dude, one, I loved it. And two, if anything, I think the time travel uh idea or hypothesis might have the most weight so it was just cool i think there's something for everybody in this documentary and uh man i just we had a lot of fun putting it putting it together absolutely and flying around and basically living through this like jason Bourne movie you know flying out to arizona and to new mexico and interviewing these counterintelligence officers and cia officers and like looking over my shoulder and like showing up to john ramirez's place he's like oh yeah no the cia they're where you're coming I'm like like say what like this is just um really i don't know we're, we're very thankful that we've been put on this path to help destigmatize these topics, help bring some new information and shed some more light on these topics so we can generate more discussion and hopefully get more answers on, you know, what's really going on here. Because I wouldn't be surprised if the universe is so big that, dude, it's not like one or two extraterrestrial beings or interdimensional beings or transdimensional beings visiting us. It's like a million, a billion. Right. I mean, what I think the odds are in the same, like just uh, as as good that there's a plethora of things around us, um, just like the AM and FM radio waves going through the air all around us and Wi-Fi signals. I mean, we can't see it, but it's just because our senses aren't tuned to it. And I don't know what frame rate the human eye, what we see life in. I don't know if it's at 60 hertz per second or but. You know, obviously it's wild. Uh, some of these slow motion videos that I've seen recently, like say like on TikTok, where somebody's just doing like a bicycle kick, soccer kick into a goal, just filming it. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. in that super 120 frame, 240 frame per second, real slow-mo footage. And you happen to see this thing flying. It was just on Reddit, I think, yesterday. Um, f- like flying and people running the math on everything. And they're like, dude, this has to be going. I forget what it was, but whether it was 350 miles per hour, it was like, dude, based on some just very general mathematics, there's no way this is a bird. There's no way this is a bug. Um, you can see it's going, looks like goes behind the tree, right? So you can get some distance, like, it's just, it's really fascinating. So I think the more people are studying this and talking about it, eventually I think maybe we get some answers. You for think sure. so? <clears throat> I mean, here's a question I have for you. Yeah, as we we're talking about, we followed the data and I know obviously uh, you're talking about, uh, there's so many questions. Are they hybrids, uh, Nephilim, time travelers? Is there a confederation of these uh, extraterrestrial beings and all that but are we any closer because it seems even with all these disclosures of the government it it still seems kind of obfuscated it's still i don't think we are any closer except for the research that people have done and i know jack like jack valet always said uh every time i have one theory i come up with nine different theories of what these aliens are i know the data is for sure that there is an ontological reality there is an other there is these other forms of consciousness that are visiting us but i can't do it but do you think we are any closer even with the government showing us more i think we're judging this partially insofar as the world moves so quickly nowadays with the internet, news, everything is so, so, so right. much is happening every day with the news. It's like crazy. And so I think we are making progress. I just, I think uh, maybe we're not being patient enough thinking about how this stuff has to bleed out into society and spread and become uh, less stigmatized in a way. Um, sure, maybe. Uh, what you're looking for is like the government to just release like a 3000 page report with all sorts of facts and images and everything. But I don't know what that would do to the world either. Just dropping something that massive on this, this society we currently live in might be devastating. Maybe it's more of a long game, long, you know, slowly seed out information, get people to become comfortable with the idea uh, before dropping something major. I don't know for sure. But I do know, like, we talk about uh, just things propagating through the media and through society tends to take longer uh, when you're looking at it on a day-to-day thing. But as you look back in the past, you're like five years ago, like, oh, this was the time something happened. You know what I mean? It's just when we're living in the moment, maybe we don't notice it as much. Yeah. And I think if anything, man, these congressional reports and stuff, they're doing a good job of just like bringing it to like the collective consciousness of mankind. Right. I just, I think there's something to that, that the more people that are aware of it and not freaking out over it, maybe the, the more information that's trickled out. And like Chris said, I mean, we're, we're, uh, <clears throat> me personally, it's, it's easy for, for, uh, for myself to like look for that instant gratification, man. And I'm just like, always like looking right now. I can't see, you know, a week down the road, a month, a year. And it's like, yo, real talk. My great grandma, well, she passed away, but my great grandparents were crapping in outhouses, bro. <laughs> outhouses. 
Now we're crapping at 30,000 feet in a metal tin can flying at 500 miles per hour. So in another 80 years, are we crapping in flying saucers and stuff like that out in the middle of space visiting? Like it, it wouldn't surprise me because I feel like it's very easy to underestimate. Yeah. The capabilities of, of like, yeah, mankind. <clears throat> I don't want to get into some big vaccine discussion, but I thought it was mad dope how mRNA vaccines had been worked on or, or looked at for a while. And what it takes is this massive global scenario where everybody's put under the gun and somehow humanity pulled through and was able to develop all these mRNA vaccines. And does that help somewhere down the road, uh, uh, help with like cancer, curing cancer and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like a biologist or, or uh, into like pharmaceuticals, but I, I don't know. There's all these little steps that just so happen. Um, like, like the CERN firing up the LHC back in July, uh, throwing us into another timeline where the Eagles are Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated, baby. They're the only undefeated team left in the NFL. So, you know, we're in a different timeline. <laughs> and uh, what they discover, like, oh, they discovered new particles, right? New part. Like we keep thinking, oh, dude, it can't go smaller than the electron. Oh, wait, the Higgs boss. It can't go smaller than the Higgs boss. And they keep finding out that matter is smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So uh, I don't know. I feel like a positive attitude and uh, just destigmatizing this and letting people comfortably talk about these these phenomenon, weird, weird, unexplainable things that they're seeing um, or experiencing. I think that's going to go a long way. And I don't know what happens in 10, 20, 30 years from now, but I, I bet we're a lot better off than we are or than we were, you know, are now. Because I don't know if anybody would have thought the government would ever do these reports, right? Like this, people from Roswell would be like, oh, dude, we need... And here they are. And yeah, they don't say it's extraterrestrial, but the, the UAP task force report was like, oh, dude, out of uh, what, 113 out of the 114, it's not foreign tech and it's not our tech. I was like, I'm sorry, but if it's not one of those two things, well, what, what the heck do you think it is, right? It's got to be extraterrestrial, transdimensional, interdimensional. It just has to be by process of elimination. But I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you just said government, suspicion of government. I think uh, there's even one part in the documentary where Eric Mintel is talking about how there was a point where Nixon was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to I'm gonna reveal this stuff. And he had a documentary made, all the information. And again, there's always this Game of Thrones within the government. And what happens is you get these reveals that are either watered down or they mark off i mean remember when trump released all this jfk stuff they took out so much it didn't even help so that's the problem that we get this sort of uh yeah this uh this infighting within the empire and shadow governments and all that so that's the frustrating part when i'm sure and, well, well, and what what type of methods and collections bro from back when jfk was assassinated like what what would be compromised by, you know, by not redacting that report. Like if you're, if, if the whole thing behind it yeah. is like, oh, we can't compromise intelligence, like uh, gathering and methods and stuff like that. That's yeah. why it stays 
you know, that's why that's why it stays right redacted. It's like, bro, are we're if we're still using those same methods despite having Snowden yeah. dropping all these bombs on right prison, yeah. like just and everybody's dead from that then. I mean, exactly. what, what so, their lives are gonna be put at risk. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Um, other than I in my opinion, it's like, well, you're gonna get a massive public uh shift in opinion towards the government if they fall on this sword, right? And show just how just how potentially uh nefarious they can be because things like operation northwoods it didn't go through but it was a proposed plan like these are these are our best ideas and i don't like i i I don't know i don't know if that's what people at the top you know this game of thrones you're talking about if like that's just how they operate but it's like okay we need a leg up on cuba we need okay well we need to yeah harm a few of our citizens, blow up a plane and claim it's Cuba. So the greater good, you know, is conquered or whatever. Like, ah, it's just, it's crazy. Thank God. Yeah. JFK didn't do that, but um, I, it's interesting. I, These things have think, been done. Or I always think it's weird that people, I think in general, people are suspicious of the government. We obviously have reason to be, you know, yeah. like just think of the NSA and what Edward Snowden revealed and all that stuff. There's like legitimately proven things out there. But whenever you say you're suspicious of like UFO cover-ups and stuff, then you become really fringe all of a sudden. But it's like, we know the government covers things up. We, we've known that for so long. So why is it weird to think that they would do that as well? Exactly, exactly. I know um, <clears throat> there's the other part which was uh, made my eyebrows uh, rise. You had Richard Doty, the counterintelligence guy, and he was talking about this scenario. And let me know your thoughts. But uh, you have these two alien ships that are flying across space. They're they're flying forty thousand light years with the with the late with the amazing astrophysicist science i mean the kind of technology we still have not discovered pure precision the greatest thing that the uh, magic for us godlike magic for all practical reasons but then they get to earth and then they crash into each other how did that happen i mean it wasn't like they were on the street they were still on the sky so how do these two ships just travel across space and then crash as soon as they got to earth that was a bit weird. And even he thought so. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, it it definitely, using my little pea-sized brain, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, if there's things uh, like the connection of, you know, UFOs, UAPs being around nuclear sites, right, mm. and different nuclear sightings, it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's something with, right, when you detonate a nuclear bomb that somehow it penetrates whatever – anti-gravity propulsion quantum entanglement machine there you i like i don't know uh i'm just well i I, like i wouldn't rule it out that oh well yeah just because they have this all this advanced tech yeah i guess it's hard to always think of everything you know maybe somebody takes uh, those mistakes to continue to learn and get better they got some radio waves and they listened to elvis and they got distracted and then crash it, that could be a possibility yeah. what's weird though is uh richard Doty, how he just like casually drops like unheard of <laughs> things into like well-known uh stories but i, I struggle i mean man richard Doty, he's such an interesting dude so mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm being gaslit the whole time when he's talking just based on his past history of what he's done uh but he seems 
legitimate when you hear him speak. But then to casually drop in these new facts, it's like, what is the game there? If it's something you're making up, why why would you add that? What does that do? Does that add credibility to you? I don't know. I don't know. It's so interesting, though. That's how my mind works when he's talking. It's At one point, I'm like, yeah, I'm bought in. Another point, I'm like, I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, he's very dry and kind of goes away. Yeah, it's almost sometimes like when you're listening to Alan Watts, you wonder, is he making fun of me? Does he believe what he's <laughs> saying? You know, he's kind of he's playing yeah. this mind game to kind of help you stay on your toes and jar you out of normative consciousness. I think that's what he's doing. So probably that's, the, you know, he's an agent. That's what he does. True, exactly. But on the other spectrum is John Ramirez, which has tons of footage on the cutting room floor. But with John Ramirez, everything seems very personal with him. He recounts like this whole, like his whole history and how he got involved in extraterrestrials and UFO and his experiences he had. This didn't make it into the documentary, but you can see when he's talking about it, how like he has a personal uh, connection with this subject matter in a way where it is extremely sincere, but Richard Doty feels more like he's giving me a presentation. Uh, He's presenting this facts that he has. Um, They're both, they're different. I don't, I don't discount either of them. It's just, it's just uh, interesting hearing them, them speak. For sure, for sure. And for what it's worth, I mean, nothing, when I sat down with Richard Doty, I mean, I didn't have any gut feelings like, oh, this guy, uh, he's just a snake or he's trying to pull one over on us. Like he is like Chris, very disarming. Uh, I don't know if it's the glasses, you know, a little nervous, right? To go on camera, you build up in your head like, oh, this guy's a counterintelligence officer. He's going to walk in here, just boop, 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 probably manipulate me into doing something I don't want to. And it's like, oh, no, dude, the guy was very just down to earth, genuine, sincere. Um, I Nothing pinged my radar that, oh, dude, this guy is acting in bad faith. Um so very interesting. But, you know, part of me is like, oh, well, was he just trained that well? Right. Because right. that's that's what counterintelligence officers need to do is is quickly and easily gain your trust so that you're sharing information with them. And then, you know, they'll share information with you and you feel like, oh, wow, this is dope. They share this with. So, you know, I, I I'm not sure. But my gut feeling is man, he seemed very sincere. These were the things he saw, heard the experiences he had. And, uh, you know, if anything, maybe he's like trying to turn over a new leaf, uh, like based on the the past things he's done. And maybe he's trying to advance this, this topic, uh, now that he's, you know, retired. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I'd hate to go to my grave if I had all these secrets, like, uh, my wife's grandfather, he went to his Mm -hmm. grave without it. And that can't be easy. And, uh, people say, well, people in the government can't keep secrets, but I think Richard points out, uh, the Manhattan project had thousands of people, billions of dollars, uh, facilities, and they were still able to keep it relatively secret so something like this could happen and i know the knowledge yeah again i don't know keep it inside of me for 50 years that would be a bitch so and that's and let me just ask you this Uh, i I don't mean to put you on the spot but your uh father-in-law the colonel who grandfather-in-law would be grandfather-in-law who took it to his grave as far as you know he was a good upstanding human being a moral a moral man 
Yeah. But he thought you know, the CIA so was good. He he yeah. bought the propaganda. You know, he said, "This is these. We are the good guys." Exactly. So it's like, yeah, I don't. You know, I try my best not to really throw stones a whole lot because, like, until I'm in somebody else's shoes and living their life, it's like I don't know if I'm in that position and I'm being told, basically, hey, this is like, yeah, be a good American, be a good patriot. This is for the betterment of our country. I know it. I know it. It's not good to lie, but you just you have to do this for your family's sake, so society doesn't crumble. I don't know, but you know, unless I'm there going through it, I don't. You know, I think for the most part, people aren't sociopaths, and they aren't out there just looking to like whatever get enjoyment out of harming others, and so a lot of the times. When people do maybe some some questionable stuff or have some bad actions, uh, you know, in, in their mind, based on their situation, it probably seemed like a good idea at the time. It really did. Uh, so I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's an interesting world we live in, man. It really yeah. is. So and Richard Doty, he's he's an inter- just an interesting individual, and I don't think we can make a documentary on you know, the intelligence community and UFOs without including him. We just can't. He had a ton of information that we would not have had access to had we tried to interview somebody else. Mm. And you guys haven't had anything weird happen while you did this documentary? Phone calls, lights in the sky, uh, anything like that? Everything is kosher? Not in this one, right? Conscious contact you had experience, but no, nothing in this one. Yeah, nothing with this one. And the other one had some like hitchhiker effects uh, or just coincidences with my son's medication disappearing and then reappear oh, yeah. or, or his inhaler disappearing and reappearing. Uh, but again, that story ends with, well, enough enough things happened and my son was getting a little bit wigged out, my eight-year-old. And I'm like, man, look, if this is the Ponte messing with, with, with me well, or with us, well, Ponte, please make dad the best filmmaker in the universe. And dude, since saying that, we've got four documentaries picked up like in less wow. than a year. So maybe, you know, I, I don't know if they're out there helping guide us, man. Mad props to the Ponte. Awesome. Terrestrials. Hey, Ponte, can you make the Chicago Bears not suck? Just, just throwing <laughs> oh, that's that a, one out. That's a tall on, order, bro. <laughs> you you saw that game last here. night. Yeah. Come on. Limitation yeah. to everything, you know. Faithful, faithful. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But um, 
No, that yeah, that makes sense. And of course, we should say that we actually are missing a guest. Jesse Peak was supposed to show up, and he got sick. So, uh, although in this age, uh, I think uh, this year at least three or four guests get COVID or something. I mean, it's the this is the time where people get sick and they get sick fast. Wherever you stand on the debate, it's a reality now. So guests yeah. kind of dropping off because they're sick is more common than it than it used to be yeah and in jesse peak's case you know we're not entirely sure it wasn't a directed energy weapon because he'd been feeling great the past few days so oh, looking wow. forward to coming on and a couple hours ago he's like oh man dude i'm sick you know i'm sick like i i can't do this and i tried to be encouraging well no well no worries but hey if you feel better let us know maybe you can hop on still haven't heard back from him checking in here recently but you know he's a like he's a tough He's a tough character, you know, he's former Army National Guard. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it takes some guts and heart to be a MUFON field investigator and yeah. go out and get these reports and hear about people, you know, uh, feeling they've, they've had sightings or abductions or implants. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's just interesting for him. To, like, he must be really, really under the weather to not to not be able to hop on here because he's not the type of person that just kind of flakes out. Um, he's yeah he's like a go-getter so yeah bummer he's not here that would have been real cool for your audience for sure but i hey, you dude again i love that you're the community you've built and the audience and the following bro you got comments just popping off left and Good right people out chat, there man. yeah smart people out there i love the comments it's a very educational everybody keeps you know, is passionate, but everybody keeps their cool and wants to interact. So yeah, yeah, good, uh, good audience tonight. And it's interesting too. Uh, you were talking about MR, uh, the the V word and all that, but that's always the big wonder, right? Because if I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Knowles, did a, a great uh, series called Lucifer's Technology, and one of his insights is. When you look at a graph of technology of humanity, it's pretty steady, right? Except humanity is, you know, going, going. And then the Sumerians come up and the graph just shoots up. It's like astronomy, agriculture, making beer just it's like pops up out of nowhere. You wonder, nobody understands what happened, how they suddenly just came out of nowhere with all this technology. But then humanity's going up, Roman Empire, Middle Ages, you know, we're adding, we're innovating, we're discovering. Then suddenly in the, what, 50s, bang, you got another huge shot. It just shoots up. And people wonder, well, is this, what What could it be? Roswell, Nazi technology that went, you know, the Nazis being funded by Bush and uh, Ford. And, you know, all this money came and technology exploded. Or it could be we found some uh, otherworldly technology and we've been jumping on it. And now we're kind of. It's like we, we ran out. The locker rooms in uh, New Mexico are run out of stuff because we're kind of, you know, meta, Snapchat. I mean, <laughs> what do you guys think? I think I think humanity in whole uh, generally doesn't react until forced to a lot of times. Talk about the space race where we reacted to the Russians, right? And when we did mm -hmm. that, look at how much, uh, just coming together, how much we were able to accomplish so quickly. And we do that with a lot of things, just talking about the pandemic stuff. That's what happened there as well. It's just uh, the day-to-day -day working, going about your life, like 
you just push all that stuff off. It's in the future. It's in the future until there is no time left. And that's when we, when, when we ultimately do collaborate in the ways that if we could do that all the time, just think of where we would be as a society. Um, so that's kind of my opinion of that whole uh, theory that you're, you're talking about. I mean, you could you could say there's been like extraterrestrial uh, interference that's providing us with these like evolutionary jumps as well. Right. I wouldn't rule that out in the past. I haven't seen that in my lifetime, but I don't know. Have to mention Colonel Corso in this regard, who claimed that he had Roswell technology that they deliberately spread out to corporations and so forth. What do you guys think of that? It makes sense. It's the easiest way to be like plausible deniability. And, and it's like the easiest way for, um, you know, for the, 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 for Congress in this UAP task force. Like if they say, Hey, it's not foreign tech and it's not our tech, like they're speaking on behalf of the government. So, right. If you've siphoned this all off into different little private sector or private companies, and um, they're all researching it independently. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Like, I don't know. It's an easy way for them probably to sleep at night with a clean conscience. Like, oh, well, no, sure. we're really not, you know, it's really not ours. We're the, the government's not working on this. Um, yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense for, for that to be a possibility. And I'm open, dude. I just like, I never rule anything out until I would have just concrete proof that, Hey, this is not possible. So, could we have, you know, could, could our technology like have been seeded uh, by extraterrestrials? Yeah, probably. I don't see you. why why they wouldn't. I mean, we're doing, yeah, we just do all types of stuff. And when we go find, like a lot of times we're not, um, uh, like if we would find an uncontacted tribe in the Amazon, like we're not going to interfere with them. But I'm sure there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of documented cases where missionaries or people, whatever, went, met people who had been uncontacted, gave them medicine, gave them food, gave them technology, right? And helped them advance. So, yeah. Out of all the ETs yeah. out there, would somebody want to help us? I'm sure there's some compassionate ETs out there. Well, and going back to the corporations angle, like we know corporations work hand in hand with the government, especially like these massive corporations, these conglomerates uh, uh, with their lobbying and their personal connections and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it'd be a plausible deniability on the on the form of the government, uh, but yet still ultimately uh, moving society and whatever in the direction they want to go. What do you think, Vince, or any questions from the audience? Yeah, I'm looking for them. I don't see, uh, people are strangely silent about questions. Um, you know, there people are commenting, of course, on, 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 on everything uh, quite a bit, but, uh, you know, um, there's almost always, or in a good number of cases, telepathic, um, telepathic aspects to UFOs. So if that's true, they know what people are doing and they can monitor us. And, uh, but even more importantly than that subject now with all the nuclear Armageddon Holocaust, world war three stuff going on, it brings to mind, um, the concept that maybe the visitors are trying to stop us from destroying ourselves and the planet. Because remember all those uh, missile silo sightings way back when, uh, you know, where, where they they actually, uh, as far as I could tell, that's pretty real, where they turned off 
the missiles, or actually they armed missiles in Russia, and they turned them off in the United States. I don't know what that says. But uh, you got to wonder if there's a, a corresponding UFO activity nowadays with you know, Putin rattling his nuclear saber there. Might be more he- noticeable in some ways. But I always think back to Star Trek, where it's like uh, the Vulcans ignored humanity until they reached a certain point of technology reach right. where they became interesting to them. And yeah. that could be the case as well. I don't know. Yeah, that's been posited, you know, that, you know, and a very popular idea that uh, since we became nuclear, when the first nukes went off, that we, we got their attention. And that's when uh, uh, all the sightings flared up. All of a sudden they were honest like flies, you know. <laughs> For sure. So anal probes aren't interesting? I mean, that's like going oh, no, on they're a always date. interesting. Yeah, I mean, we should be <laughs> yeah, speak more yourself, than Darren. friends with them. We should be more than friends with these guys now. With sec- <laughs> second base or third base. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, uh, we do have a question here. Um, how do you guys feel about Jung's ideas on UFOs? Phi uh, Lighten Test wants to know. Good not question. Familiar. I'm not informed enough to speak on it, so I'd rather read up on it. And then, I mean, I like I'm just cursory familiar with that. Yeah, he had, I want to say, a lot of different theories and ideas about the consciousness aspect, right? And just how you know how that's all interacting. So, kind of, I guess, to Vance's point uh, a couple minutes ago, yeah, telepathy, things like that. I, uh, okay, here's what's up. Like right now. Anybody with access to all our data with our phones can make very educated, educated guesses about what we're doing, what we're thinking, where we're going uh, and what our future holds. And then if they want to manipulate us, you know, knowing my schedule habits, all these different things, it'd be very easy to put something that I like somewhere along that path. So, oh, wait. There's a pretty girl with big boobs. Yeah, let me go talk to her. Like, it's a stupid example, but the point, or oh, look at this cool new video game or something like that. Uh, so, like, yeah, in another hundred years, well, right? Do we just have the science to be collecting that data and everything, you know, from what whatever that's being given off from our consciousness, our minds? I'm sure we we eventually get to that point. And yeah, we're communicating like that. It's second nature and people a hundred to a thousand years from now think we were absolutely savages Savages. for opening our mouths and talking and typing on keyboards. Yeah. It's, it's weird that the telepathy thing always gets kind of wrapped around the woo side of UFOs and extraterrestrials. Very natural. Yeah. But to me, it makes the most sense, right? If the technology can reach that point, uh, that's gotta be way more effective than speaking, making noises with your mouth you know, actually transferring your thoughts. So I don't know that that seems way more uh, the nuts and bolts side, just kind of beyond our current understanding with technology and stuff. Sure. Yeah, I mean, picture uh, transmitting pictures and thoughts and so forth. You yeah. know, that's that might even be how some of these influencers are influencing. I know they're studying it even publicly. They'll say they're studying, you know, influencing the mind, you know, doing brain scans and trying to um, recreate images in people's minds. They're trying even publicly. But I always think, what are they um, any powerful technology is going to be held secret? by one country so that the other country doesn't get the advantage. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact of life. You can't get away with that. 
that's you know one, one of the known quantities that we start with. In that case, you know, um, as soon as the secrecy comes in like that, you don't know what, what what's really um, what kind of technology is is really had. You know, they we we really don't know. Do you think um, countries like the United States knows about whatever these other countries' secret projects are? Like, oh yeah, think, yeah. Like well, they're all aware of each other's projects, but they're still secret in some way. Well, it's pretty well known that the intelligence agencies, especially the civilian ones, are kind of intermingled throughout the world. You know, the Russians, yeah. the Americans, you yeah, know, Mossad. And the Mossad. Yeah, they all work yeah. together. They all KGB work together. Still, you know, they're still because they have more in common with each other than they do with the people they're allegedly serving. Right. So, um, yeah. you know, th th they, they trade information and that they, everybody knows whatever it's, it's we, the public that don't know what's going sure. on. These guys all know, you know, um, I'm sure they have secrets, still have secrets from each other, but you gotta wonder, you know, there's Man, a global weird. intelligence community. When you were talking about influencers, are you talking about like social media influencers? No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, um, alleged visitors, aliens, whatever gotcha. you want to call gotcha. them. Yeah. Yeah. Using ESP to influence minds directly. I, I um, mean, where does I our creativity say, come from? Where does, you know, how does this documentary come to be? What, mm -hmm. what, uh, you know, propels us or compels us to, want to go make this documentary and a lot of times when we're making up the titles for these documentaries or the narration it just comes right from nowhere from the ether and and in a typical i think like judeo-christian society like most people are like oh that was god inspired right that came that came from god uh but i don't know maybe in a hundred years we start realizing oh wow dude no this was extraterrestrial uh, inspired. So I think it's possible that those types of images and stuff could be uh, like, yeah, sent or, or put into people's minds to help direct them. I mean, Chris and I, if somebody would have given us a polygraph test uh, two years ago and said, dude, you guys think you'll ever, ever in a million years make UFO documentaries? I think both of us would have said no, no. <laughs> And we would have passed that polygraph with flying colors. And so here we are four documentaries later, um, pumped up and fired up about the stuff and talking about it. So who, who knows where that momentum push came from? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, religions, you know, there's so much in common between the search for aliens, visitors, blah, 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 and religion, you know, the search for God, the search for spirituality. Yeah. And they, there, there's an overlap there, I think. And it, who knows, maybe even the intelligence agencies are saying, God, you know, as traditional religions drop off, we're having more and more problems with people. We need to replace it with something. So let's push in the aliens as kind of a new religion for people. Yeah, new unknown. Who knows? What do you guys think about that concept? <laughs> well, I would... I wanted to comment more about the uh, social media influencer thing. Sure, go ahead. Because I feel like now it's so relevant, like seeing this new way that society is being manipulated and changed in a way where like there's all these terms, these slang terms. Like I would hear terms in high school and stuff and we'd come up, we'd come up with these new things people say. But now these social media influencers have like creating this whole new culture amongst the youth or just people in general. So it's weird to see like this new form of, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, 
communication or whatever spread where it's like uh, these parasocial relationships that are so easy to fall into these clicks and easy to fall into like these uh, think groups. Do you know what I mean? Where we all kind of think the same way. So I don't know. It's it's all kind of related there in some ways where it's just uh, goes back to the government to uh, influence people, the media influencing people, individuals influencing groups of people like this. It all becomes so muddy so quick. Social resonance in the echo yeah. chambers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to answer about Jung. We could do a whole nother show, but uh, yeah, he did say it was a projection of the unconscious, but it had kinetic abilities like appearing. It was affecting reality uh, like you know, UFO appearing on a radar, but I think he knew there was something else because he was writing letters to the CIA to give him information about UFOs. And as Diana Pastel, kind of great book, American, American Cosmic, wrote, he always used weird words. And you know, you never did anything about like seemingly impossible. Seem, you know, he was couching it in a way that he was saying, no, this is more than just a projection. But hmm. again, he did pass away in the early 1960s so he never really got going with never got the data that he needed and uh, you were talking about telepathy tyler and uh, the government's chris so uh, we we can't forget that the governments have been using telepathy and remote viewing for decades both the russians and the americans just look at the work of lynn buchanan and others so they know any technology they know you know the Russians know where Zelensky is right now, just as Zelensky knows where Putin is right now. You know, it's but it's this game of rattle sabering, and like you said, Vance, the, these mafiosos are playing honor among thieves, even with our governments. Mm. So, Miguel, how did you know that our next documentary is about remote viewing? Elvis always knows, hunker. Yeah, you're somebody you're who had it. it. Yeah, you're remote <laughs> well, viewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ESP, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. Well, it's not the next, next one, because actually the next one we're filming tomorrow and the next day. uh, Ghosts in the Graveyard, Pure Pandemonium. Because here's what's up. There's an abandoned ghost town out here in Pennsylvania called Pandemonium. It's been gone for like 120 years or whatever. Really tiny graveyard out in the middle of nowhere. Bunch of people met untimely demises there. I uh, already interviewed the the author and historian of this town of uh, this ghost town of Pandemonium. So Chris and I uh, and six to ten other people will be out there tomorrow, tomorrow night, and the next day uh, doing some paranormal investi- investigating, seeing what we can see, what we can find. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. So it'll be a dope doc as well. But after that, yep, we're going to do the remote viewing. I think. Uh, I'd like to get an interview with Hal Putoff for that. And then uh, Richard Doty, I believe, has actually a bunch of good oh, wow. information on the remote viewing. So working on on uh, lining up that interview as well. Very cool. Very cool. Can't wait to see that one. And uh, what was the name of the extraterrestrial that they found? Wasn't it? Eva. Yeah, I think it's extraterrestrial biological entity. I believe Mm -hmm. that's what the acronym is short for. And that's where it's interesting because they say they had to rearrange its vocal cords 
so it could speak. So that's that the first was a, I heard of that too in, in, yeah, in your yeah, documentary. Go ahead, Vance. Where, where did the graphic come from where you could see this little thing, you know, on his chest or something? It looked like maybe that's where they put the device in or something. I never seen that before. That's just good storytelling, Chris. I don't know. You found you found, we happened no, was, to, you know, we didn't stuff. No, that was stuff we shot. Is what he's talking about. I think the thing on the but, neck. Yeah. Yeah, it was an alien. Okay, it was a close-up of an alien or like a, a chest a chest shot, but there was like a little ring. Like, Oh, a, I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody yeah, operated on, inserted just, the device. That's just, that's just filmmaking there, Vance. That's, I mean, okay. we have to throw in stuff like that. You know, the yeah. B-roll. Stock the footage. Stock, yeah. There's some stock footage, and there, we shot a lot of stuff too. But, you know, you got to keep it compelling. And I think the visuals helps, you know, sell the ideas, obviously. Well, you were lucky to find something like that exactly yeah. fitted in with uh, yeah. what the narrative was. <laughs> and is it that far-fetched? I mean, would we not? Like, I, I just feel like if I had an ET, like, locked in my basement and, like, I needed him to communicate, like, I'm probably going to be like, oh, dude, all right. I'm going to – this is the best I can come up with, man. You're sending me this stuff to my head, but I'm having trouble sending that shit back to you. And, you know, it just, it sounds plausible to me. So I found that very interesting in the documentary as well. And then some of the things that, that, uh, that, that the uh, EBA communicated, you know, uh, just really, really dope. And I don't know, good food for thought, really. Very much so. Any questions from you or the audience fans? Well, there's, um, fancy crafts wanted to know, and this is a good one. Um, in your guys' opinion, what is the best way to determine which UFO cases are likely to be true? Oh, I would say when you have a whole bunch of witnesses or people who have experienced something to do with the crash and you interview them all separately and find patterns amongst their mm. stories. Um, so forget the little tiny details and focus on the big ones that are consistent throughout them and then go from there. And I think that that kind of process of elimination works across most things. Um, you can see it like like Me Too movements and stuff like that. If it's just a victim saying somebody did something, then you're unfortunately in a he said, she said, they said kind of situation. But now if multiple people come out and you see a pattern amongst them, it's more than likely true or something about it's true. So that's kind of the way I lead in that stuff. But it's I would just, be mindful not to just hop on whatever the popular opinion mm -hmm. is, because I feel like, you know, the Tic Tac video or whatever um, was released on some German graphic design forum block, whatever it was. Right. But somehow it leaked years ago and people are like, nah, dude, that's fake. There's no way that's real. And so the collective consciousness thought this was fake forever because everybody said it was. And then you get a New York Times article where it's saying this stuff was true. So what else is out there on the internet that looks too good to be true? Um, and, you know, maybe the intelligence community did their best job helping spread. Dude, there's no, you're, you're a knucklehead if you think that is a UFO. Uh, <laughs> and some of that stuff we might find out, you know, down the road here that it's confirmed by Congress, et cetera, and the military that, Oh no, dude, those, those were actually real that entire time. Yeah. So yeah, use your best judgment and don't be afraid to like 
change your opinion based on new information. Like if you think this video is real and it feels real based on your best judgment and something comes out down the road or, or a case like a, you know, a specific case, like, dude, it's okay to change your opinion. That's, that's what being human's all about and growing. So yeah, don't be afraid to make mistakes, man. Just go out and try your best. That that's going to get you really far. And that's how these documentaries have gotten as far as they are. It's like, oh, dude, like when I fly out to interview these people or like when we when we drive to this this uh, haunted cemetery tomorrow, like, dude, you can bet your bottom dollar from when we get there to when we leave. Chris and I will be going 110 miles per hour. We'll mm-hmm. we'll leave it all there at, at the haunted cemetery, man. Um, we're not just going out here half ass and stuff. And I think. You know, hopefully that shows in our documentaries and that they keep getting better um, and uh, and encourages others like, dude, just whatever you really dig, like, go really try and do it. You're going to surprise yourself, man. Nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, you'll be able to do it. And the more you do it, you're just going to get better at it. So whatever it is, go chase it. Wonderful. Uh, any other questions? I think oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Shaman wants to know. Get ready, everybody. Um, um, here it is. Have, have any of us on the panel had an ET and or UFO experience? Now, you, you said you did, Miguel. Uh, yes. you, you've had UFO uh, sightings at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, who else? Can you go into detail, Miguel? I don't know if I heard your... Yeah, the the one I had was I think two thousand and seven or six. I was in Portugal, my mom's house by the mountains and the ocean, and I walked out with my son, uh, and uh, we saw these four lights again moving over the mountains, almost like in a dance, and such a speed, no sound, and in such a way, there's no way it could have been uh, something that. It couldn't have been a, a traditional aircraft or anything. It was incredible how fast and what motion. And uh, so uh, I freaked out and <laughs> running down the mountain with my son. And I saw my cousin. He's like, oh, yeah, he was on the road. Oh, yeah, we see him all the time. And everybody had seen it. And even the newspapers in Portugal, there was a headline like UFO activity is really high this summer. So it was just something <laughs> normal. Now I understand this could eat it's either extraterrestrial or it's some sort of advanced technology that we are not privy it's either got to be that but the hallucination was i out the door once i was able to get you know everybody had seen it and other people had seen it over the days my son was we were both sober uh clear night so uh just it's either advanced technology or some uh some sort of uh yeah ufo that's all I got. Yeah, I wish I had seen uh, more than I've seen because um, I'd always, especially my younger years, old, really wanted to see UFOs, you know. But um, one one uh, one night in 1980, saw something in the sky. I happened to have binoculars in, the, in my trunk. And I watched this weird cylindrical object with a little flame out the one end tumbling through the sky for 15 minutes 
and I passed it to my girlfriend and she, she looked through them. Yeah. And she saw it too. So both of us saw it. I wasn't hallucinating or anything, but uh, it disappeared behind a cloud, but it never landed or anything. It just tumbled through the sky. Just this like, you know, this, this, this cylinder with a flame at the end of it. And I thought, well, huh. maybe it was a booster or something, but that's not the way that happens. You know, um, boosters, they run out of fuel after a while. I mean, uh, and the other thing I've seen is um, through uh, second-gen night vision, uh, you know, binoculars. I've I've seen things in the sky that like are way faster than any aircraft or whatever, you know, moving in strange patterns. But other than that, you know, I, I wish I could say more, but that's all I've seen. Gotcha. I had the one. Um, <clears throat> so there was like one sighting uh, when. I was out doing a camp out for the secrets of the Sasquatch documentary by myself. Uh, and yeah, it was like freezing cold, 26 degrees Fahrenheit setting up the tent night. It's already dark out. I'm about to freeze my butt off and I still need to build like a fire ring and whatnot and get a fire going. So I don't freeze to death and happen to see like, yeah, this light coming across the sky, stop, start dropping towards the horizon, pause, drop towards the horizon, pause, drop toward. And definitely, I, I couldn't explain it. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of mental resources to like really chew on it right then and there because I like had to had to get this tent set up and had to get this fire going. Uh, so I survived, but that was cool. But like I, you know, um, uh, you know, I try and use discernment and not just automatically always jump to oh that's a UFO because you know I've been on uh, another Secrets of the Sasquatch camp out. Saw Starlink, the satellite train, come up over the tree line. And had I not seen a YouTube video before of what it was, I, my brain, autom dude, we are being invaded by aliens right now. I know nothing man-made is luminous can cover that amount of sky. It's all moving at the same speed. Um, and then because, you know, it, it ends up um, – like since these satellites aren't actually – like uh, illuminating or giving off any light. They're just reflecting sunlight. So mm. like it never gets to the horizon. It just disappears right in the middle, you know, like 20 degrees up from the horizon as it falls into the earth's shadow. So it looks like, you know, the satellite train goes right into a wormhole. Um, so like I've seen stuff like that and know that, Hey, there's stuff out there that can explain it, but man, um, certainly. Yeah. That, that the one sighting was wild. And then also, you know, on a really clear night at a different Sas Secrets of the Sasquatch camp out, you know, could track like a satellite with my bare eye, you know, across the sky. Like you can see this little thing and it's like, well, dude, it's not shifting direction. It's maintaining speed and it's going from this horizon right. to the other. You know, this is not otherworldly. Um, but yeah, the, the one I saw, right. It's like, oh, dude, I don't know anything that can operate in that manner. Um so, yeah, I think there's definitely something out there. The odds are in its favor, I would say. Yeah, I haven't had any experiences. It'll happen. Yet. It'll happen. Yet. Yeah. 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 We got you this know, camp you... out, Chris, tomorrow. Who knows what happens tomorrow night? <laughs> yeah, very exciting. You guys been talking about, about anal probes enough. Maybe we just manifested that into the universe for you dog <laughs> you're welcome all right well that'll be fun i guess <laughs> work for south park right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right <laughs> so you got their start with that 
now they get people's attention. Was it you guys that uh, that pointed out that the Navy is only only agency that's um, in the military that's um, disclosing, and the Air Force is still silent about it? I don't know. I mean, I I know it's come up before. I don't think we were ever the one to like spearhead that guys. that idea and say, "Hey, you guys should pay attention to this." I had seen that before. I think I've parroted it. I've, uh. I think it's mentioned. Yeah, it's mentioned in the doc. I think Jesse Peak might be the one that mentions it. Um, yeah, it's definitely in the but doc. But yeah, that is okay. highly questionable or odd. I don't care what you're like, where you fall on the spectrum. It's like, well, hold on, dude. Why can't we get any re- any data from the Air Force if they're in charge of maintaining security, like of our airspace? What? Yeah, why are we getting only Navy? Well, it almost makes sense because, as you know, the Air Force and the Navy are rivals. You know, the, the Navy has the Navy flies, Air Force obviously flies, and uh, you know the Navy's always saying, "Ah, oh, we're better than the Air Force," and the Air Force saying, "We're better than the Navy." So, you know, it might be the kind of thing. Well, we'll show the Air Force we're going to disclose this while the, these guys are like still keeping it. You know, and now we have the Space Force to deal with, aside from the Air Force, and that's where it would okay. uh, naturally fall as far as disclosures and so forth goes. But you got to wonder, you know, I don't know if people think about this. What about the stuff that you know they could have that's never come out? For example, gun camera film. There have been many, many, um, you know, uh, stories about sightings, and we know they have taken film. There's gun camera film for years, years and years and years. None of it that I know of has come out. None of it. Um, now, the Belgians, remember the Belgian UFO flap with the triangles? That's where the triangles yeah. first came out. They came out with radar and also similar to the Tic Tac where they had, uh, you know, a heads-up display video that they showed people. But, uh, you know, you got to wonder, where is the gun camera film? If they're going to disclose, why don't they come out with the previous years now. Okay, now we can let you know it's real. Why don't they show us? You know, that's you a big question. A, you think there's a fear within that that agency that because they don't know what it is, they are unwilling to show it in case it is uh, of another country's origin or something like that. Um, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and give the, show their cards essentially. Yeah, no, I think that's a very real possibility. You know, just- ah, Chris, I'm as ethnocentric as they come. U.S. is the best, baby. So I don't think anybody's <laughs> got tech. If, if it ain't ours, I don't think it's not. It's not the Russians. Saying, it might not. Well, yeah, but it, even if it's even if they just don't know what it is, I think that's a possibility saying. is that, yeah, they just dude, Yeah. Just not knowing uh, and. See, with with what you've said earlier, Vance, about the the Air Force and the the Navy going back and forth. If anything, mm-hmm. man, I hope maybe the egos get into play where the Air Force is like, oh, oh you think you're releasing some good <laughs> UFO data? Ah, oh. <laughs> just you wait. New York Times got nothing on this sixty minutes piece that's about to drop. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I hope it goes something like that. And at the end of the day, I think it's. Okay, there's no gun camera footage, but the fact that we have radar and these like incredibly uh, sensitive data, like sensors picking 
up these objects and having them traverse from 60,000 feet to a hundred feet above the, the surface of the ocean or whatever, you know, in like a second um, and being witnessed by these pilots. This isn't, this isn't me or Chris, you know, smoking a J out on the back porch, right. Okay. And seeing this thing in the sky, like these are highly trained pilots who are going through, you know, like tons of mental tests, right? Like they need to be of, of sound mind and they need right. to be able to identify these things at high speeds using multiple instrumentation, visual identification. And the fact that we've had enough pilots uh, as we've had so far come out and say that they've seen these things and know that the FAA and, you know, reports have come out. We're like, right. A lot of pilots were pressured, like not to report it or uh-huh. felt they, you know, there was enough bad oh, experiences true. from other people where they're just like, dude, I just, I can't even report this, bro. I, I got it. A Christmas is coming up. I got to get my kids presents. Like I can't lose my job over this, this unexplainable light that I saw or, or craft. Um, so I think it's dope that we're getting more, you know, not just more like sightings and reports, but by these credible people with credible sensors and credible data, it's like, I, I, I don't know why they would just go make this stuff up. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm inclined to believe them. Yeah, that crystal touches on a point that's kind of covered in our documentary about Roswell. Like, why wouldn't you just reveal it? It's been so long. And, you know, potentially it's because of what was done to cover it up. And it's easier just to never say than to uh, <laughs> make reparations for what's been done. Talk about, um, you know, uh, cover-ups. I um, years ago when I was I was um, taking flying lessons, uh, I, um, I arranged a tour of the local uh, air traffic control facility. So we were on the tour and we were in the big room, you know, with all the radar screens. And uh, the tour guide was like a manager there. And I said, "Yeah, how about UFOs? You know, what do you have? You guys ever seen anything? Tracked anything? Or UFOs? Bah, this whole such thing is UFOs. Bah, that's all nonsense." <laughs> so you know what? He by reacting the way he did. Because exactly. I know darn well there are always things on radar screens that you are not identified, you know, flocks of birds, whatever. And um, by denying it so vehemently, mm-hmm. he was basically telling me he was covering it up, that he was just saying what the policy was. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, guy was rabid. I mean, you couldn't believe it. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a <laughs> labyrinth. Awesome. Well, I think we are towards at the end of the interview. Uh, unless Vance, there's some burning question by somebody in the audience. Uh, oh, I don't see urgent. any audience. Mm. This is your chance. Any more questions? Come on. But uh, while there's a, a last shot, uh, guys, uh, the audio version will be out in a day or two. The, there will nice. be links on the show notes. But uh, for those who need uh, the audio version, where can they, again, where can they find the movie and your website and all that good stuff? Sure. So, again, Tyler Transu and Chris Rupert with Dockside Media. You can get our our new documentary in plain sight, The Intelligence Community and UFOs, on October 18th on Amazon, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, PlayStation, or Microsoft. You can uh, also find links to our other documentaries and this one on our website, www.docsidemedia.com. That's D-O-C-S-I-D-E-M-E-D-I-A. And then we're also real active on the socials like Facebook, 
as well as Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, all of those are at Dockside Media. And then we also have a YouTube channel. Um, so we'd love to yeah, ha- have you guys follow along with us on these adventures and, and uh, paranormal experiences and investigating these types of things. And we're always putting out public social uh, call-outs or requests. Hey, we're doing this documentary. We're doing this camp out. We're looking into Sasquatch. Does anybody want to join us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if this is something you're into and passionate about, dude, we'd love to have you be a part of like one of our films and one of these, one of these adventures uh, and investigations for sure. So follow us on the socials, man, and, and you'll see them pop up. I'm thinking this time next year, we got another four documentaries out. So come Whoa. be a part of one of them four. Good deal. Yeah. yeah. Love the work you're doing. Yeah. Elvis I, approves. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for having us on. Our, our whole goal is to just try and open people's minds to these subjects that are a bit stigmatized in ways. And I saw uh, Bayesian's comments in there where he's upset or something. And I just fear, you know, a lot of times people come with their own conclusions and are willing to uh, disregard everything else in favor of their conclusion they already have set. And we just want to try and get people to listen. You don't necessarily have to buy into it, but just listen and keep an open mind. That's what we're Yeah, the best argument does not negate all the other arguments. Exactly, exactly. Things move up and you get more data. And again, who knows, the time travelers, archons, hybrids. uh, It's all on the table and it should be on the table because the data, the sound data points to it, but we're not there yet. 100%. Some of them could be demons, right? Who knows? Yeah. They could. I mean, angels, demons, this stuff's been talked about for millennia. So it's like, oh, dude, maybe all the religions are correct, right? If there's a billion different extraterrestrial races and they're all trying to influence us, like, oh, dude, eh? yep, we might find out everybody's correct. Even those darn witches in Salem, yo, they were <laughs> they were doing their best with, with the tools they had. Yeah, yeah, very true. Well said. All right. Well, first of all, Vance, Vance, thanks for uh, for being here and keeping everything in order, keeping Vance. the oh, ship from Vance. crashing into each other. <laughs> sure, Elvis. It's a hook a bunch <laughs> of burning saucer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only great foolish being aliens rush in, right? <laughs> blue suede aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my blue suede aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- thanks, uh, Tyler and Chris. Uh, uh, congratulations on your uh, great Thank document. You. Documentary. Uh, a lot of people are going to learn, you know, what what you know what what's being said about there about UFOs and so forth. So um, good luck and with your next Thanks. one. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks so yeah, much for all. having us on, man. We love coming on. You guys are always just just a great show. And and honestly, I think you guys have probably the most engagement. I think out of the pods we go on. I mean, your your live chat is always just <laughs> people are engaging. So kudos to you. And the the brand and the, and the momentum that you guys have been able to build here, um, love what you're doing, man, and and really appreciate you guys having us on. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yes. I got to work on my Elvis for a Halloween night mm-hmm. when I go with the kids. But yeah, thanks. No, you guys, I love what you're doing. This, I think, this is your best one yet. Uh, everybody, go check it out. It's uh, pretty intense. Hopefully, you'll be angry, disturbed, pleased, fast, everything. You should have the whole the whole spectrum because i think that's the purpose to think more and probe more probing mentally not the other but uh uh so yeah great job guys and we look forward tyler and chris to your uh to your next movie thanks for joining us 
we'll send it your way, brother, as soon as it's done. All right, to everybody else, thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self here in the desert of the real. And yeah, as I always say, write your own gospel, live your own myth, and we will see you on the dark side of the moon. Yeah, fly your own. Yeah, I'm mixing my bands. Yeah, I'm mixing my <laughs> bands now. I'm trying to be Roger Waters. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care and have a good weekend. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.